Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. So this is one of those special episodes where we get a chance to do the show at Herd App Sports Bar and Grill. And Andy Myers is here with us. And of course, he brought his fan club. Yay! <laughs> thank you. Thank I you. love it. Um, I'm going to start. Before we get things rolling here, too, we want to thank Kugler Vision. They are the sponsors of all of our live events that we do at Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. And welcome to Herd at Sports Bar and Grill. If you haven't been here before since we did the rebranding, which it was Hale Varsity Club not that long ago. Uh, something that's coming up before we get into things. This little gem that I have in my hand is a drink, and, and um, it's going to be entered in a competition this weekend. It is called, I had to look it up so I get it right, because she told me 10 times, Smoked Cinnamon Apple Cocktail, and it will be part of the Whiskey Fest this weekend, which Heard at Sports Bar and Grill is one of the sponsors for, along with Brickway and Crown Royal. Of course. And that's going to be downtown at Hilton, at the Hilton Omaha, which is going to be Saturday afternoon, October 7th, as we speak, from 1 to 5. And guys, just so you know, uh, for the price of admission, they have 65 brands plus over 350 samples. That's from 1 to 5 in the afternoon. And they do suggest you just make a night of it and get a room. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And there's nothing, nothing immoral about it. <laughs> just so you because, can make love to the drink. Ex- right. Exactly. Because I think you're going to get cozy with your drinks. But this is delicious. This is the yeah, again, this is one of the entries that they're going to be putting in. So if you'd like to try it, they're making them. Um, so, Andy, I'm we're, here. We're here to start. We're here and we're ready to go. It's October. One of our favorite times of the year when things get a little weird. Things get a little bit weird, and, and that's what's exciting, too. You almost feel like Santa Claus at Christmas, you know? In, in my line of work as a psychic and paranormal researcher, I'm just counting down the days till October. Now, today happens to be a very special day in October, ladies and gentlemen, because October 5th is my mom's birthday. What? Sue. Yay! Happy birthday. This is awesome. I promised her we wouldn't sing happy birthday, though. So, but send your love, send your wishes. Right? <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So, and we also have a Friday the thirteenth this month coming up next week. So that's another plus. Um, Halloween itself is not on a weekend. I think it's on a Tuesday. Yeah. I saw something floating around the internet that was like uh, telling people that Halloween's on Friday the thirteenth this year, and they'd be like, "Oh, really?" And that doesn't like, work out. Mm, no, doesn't that- check out. <laughs> Doesn't quite some work. people would fall for it. I would. Yeah. I would go for it. And then what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about some paranormal stuff locally. We're all local haunted places, national places. Um, you've got scorecards in front of you also. You want to explain those? Yeah, we have the paranormal scorecard kind of uh, take stock of how spooky your life has been up to this point in time. So be honest. We're on the honor system here. 
and we're going to have the top five point winners. We're going to kind of take a gauge of where we're sitting at point, points-wise later. We're going to have the top five points people come and drop their sheet in the plastic bin right here. We're going to do a drawing at the end and, and a raffle away a couple books that I'm selling over here. See, and, and see, and he brought his pop-up banner, which I love. That's I, I brought nice. the wrong one. I brought the old one, but it'll do. It'll do. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Look younger than I actually am on That's there. That's right? right. That's all right. It works. All right. So where do you want to start? Well, I want to start by clarifying something on the, on the paranormal spo uh, sports card. Somebody asked me what constitutes being in a haunted house. Haunted house attraction where you have a clown with a chainsaw. And I said, well, that'll do, I guess, for courage points. But what it was actually supposed to be was a legit haunted house. If you grew up in a haunted house, visited your uncle's haunted you know, farmstead, uh, give yourself those allotted points. Ghost adjacent. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Are there any others on there that are like anything that, okay. Have you done everything that's on the list? Uh, I, yeah, I think I've done most of them, although I've never seen an angel with wings yet. I, uh, I, I was tempted to say if anyone's seen Bigfoot, they just win the competition outright. Of course they do. But, uh, of course they do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have one of the, right. Cause I have one of those in my backyard. Now we're talking about the real one, real deal. Okay. If you've hugged a Sasquatch, you win. We'll put it that way, okay? Yeah. There, there are chat rooms for that. <laughs> well, there are. <laughs> Bigfoot erotica novels as well. That's a whole subgenre. Get out of here. I aspire to crack my way into that genre. Eventually. I bet you will. No, it really is. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. You, speaking of which, too, you have how many books out? Five. Five. And how many by the end of the year? Yeah, this, this was a good year for writing. So uh, this month I'll have my first children's book coming out called Bigfoot's Big Birthday Party, was co-authored with my daughter, Sky, And then after that, we're going to get a little more raunchy because in November and December, respectively, I have two uh, humor books coming out, one, one in each month. A little more edgy, a little more humorous, a little uh, not what you're used to in terms of the spiritual and the self-help, but I... No better time of year to do that, Andy. I mean, people... Than the holidays. The holidays are wildly inappropriate <laughs> as it is. You know, you have that one uncle who gets drunk on eggnog. You have the political arguments over Thanksgiving dinner. So I'm like, I'm just providing fodder. Yeah, it's, that's all it Fuel is. Fuel for the flame. That's so, all it is. Very good. <laughs> but re re okay. regarding the haunted stuff, I thought we'd start local, you know, talk about some local haunted places. Uh, many of them you may have been to, some of them perhaps not. Raise your hand if you ever had the pleasure of going to Hummel Park. Yes. Right. I think you got most everybody. That what is, okay, for, for listeners' sake too, what, and somebody who maybe isn't familiar with Hummel Park, because I will say, to this point, we have listeners in every state in, this, in the country, except freaking West Virginia. And I don't know why. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the force field is. It's always been an issue. But we've got like seven countries aside from the United States and not West Virginia. Not West so, Virginia. They're screwed. So anyway, so tell us, uh, for people you know, that maybe aren't familiar, what's, what's uh, the deal with Hummel Park. And I'm surprised West Virginia is not tuning into this sort of content. That's a spooky know. place right there. I don't know. You'd think those be my people. But for anyone <laughs> listening who's never been, uh, Hummel Park, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it does have this kind of ambiance when you get into the park. It's picturesque, but it also has this heavy vibe to it. And you ask anyone who has a lick of intuition, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is, but it's almost that feeling of being watched. You know, and there's been everything there. I recently covered this on one of my other podcasts called Paranormal Dads. And so I did a little bit of research because we were going to talk about Hummel Park. And I'm like, OK, how haunted is this place? It's very haunted. Mm -hmm. OK, you have murders, kidnappings, 
uh, apparitions, disembodied voices, shadow people, uh, cryptid sightings. People What's have, a cryptid? Cryptid is a, a unknown or undiscovered species of animal, like our friend Bigfoot. So, and there has been alleged, I don't know if they were official, but unofficial Bigfoot sightings in and around Hummel Park. And, it would make perfect and, and then you have sense. the riffraff, you know, just the... Yeah, you know, just the scary people that yeah. live there sometimes. But but you're right; it has made actual legitimate headlines over the years for awful crimes. Yes, and it's like it it has a dark force that kinds of, it draws that kind of energy in. It does, right? Yeah. Okay. And you get there, and one of the main attractions is the uh, Devil's Staircase, right? Caught wind of this, where allegedly, as the lore goes, you know, if you count the stairs walking down, they're not the same amount as you walk back up. So I thought, I got to give this a try. So naturally, I took my eight-year-old at the time daughter there. <laughs> I said, hold my hand. We're going to walk down a haunted staircase. <laughs> and true to form, she said, okay. Problem is, the stairs are crumbling, first of all. So what constitutes a step and what doesn't gets a little yeah. fuzzy on the way down because, you know, you got cobblestones and they turn into like little pebbles and those turn into little uh, gravel. So I think that kind of debunks the mystery of the staircase changing numbers on the way up and down. You never get the same number up and down, right? That never. was the one thing. Have you ever heard of a uh, a witch's staircase? You just I've, made me think of that. I've not. A witch's staircase is something you'll find in older homes that they believed ghosts or witches can't climb. And the way it's done is every half staircase is another step. So they're like, it's like instead of having a full staircase from side to side, it, it kind of goes back and forth oh, okay. like a weird ladder. You know what I'm talking about, right? So it'd be great yeah. if you're a bow-legged cowboy. You could just kind of amble up the stairs. Honestly, <laughs> that probably would work. Huh? But but apparently witches can't do that. <laughs> well, because they got the dress and they got the broomstick. The and pointy shoes. And cat tripping over the black cat. All that good stuff. Right. But I've seen some pictures of them. And I can tell you that would be hell on, you know, like in the morning, like after, I don't know, New Year's morning. I don't know. You're, you're hungover. <laughs> it's like. Trying to get well, down the stairs. Or, JT. Right, I'm sitting with my whiskey in front of me. Um, <laughs> or just trying to get, you know, run up the stairs to go do something. I don't know if there's any just running up the stairs, but it is really creepy to see it, which is staircase. I'll have to look that up. Never heard of that. I one. never thought I'd bring something up you didn't know. Now, here's okay. here's something I want everybody to look up later tonight if you're wanting to not or on sleep. your phone if you want to now. Yeah, look it up right <laughs> now. There's a phenomenon that's new to me. Apparently, it's been going on for many years, but in national parks, there's these abandoned staircases in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Yes. They're made of brick. Yes. They're made of cobblestone. No house, mind you, just the staircase that leads to nowhere. And it's it's a what, thing. Th what theories have you seen on this? Anything? I mean, some people speculate that it was going to be a house or a neighborhood. Uh, park That's rangers. Too boring. It's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. It, it kind of makes you wonder if, you know, what's the purpose? Does it lead to a portal? Uh, but this is old news to park rangers. Like, they, they know. But these, yeah. these staircases are creepy. You see these, um, you know, Google photos from up above. Staircases to nowhere, literally. Yeah. And they're out. And some of them are like grand staircases. They're not just like sticks and twigs. They're legitimately, I mean, it, it took some custom work. Yeah. They weren't just, you know, slapped together and here's the thing to get the to get the material to build the staircases out in the middle of nowhere would have been impossible there's there's not even roads that lead to it so it's not like you could, you could haul in the supplies on a flatbed truck or semi there's right. no road to get there right so i don't which, know which takes you back when you start talking about the the whole you know obviously the egyptian pyramids and all that good stuff how people transported some of that stuff but you go back like to some of the sculptures that were done like the 
the artists that weren't even famous like Michelangelo, but the sculptors themselves that were sculpting entire entire sculptures out of one piece of marble. Mm. But the marble never has flaws in it, right? And they they are able and they had to somehow get it to where they wanted to put it, and then they were able to sculpt it out of one piece of marble, and and the degree of uh, difficulty of what they did, and they were young. They yeah. were like in their 20s, some of these guys that were See, doing this. doesn't make sense. No. The timeline doesn't add up. What were we doing in our 20s? <laughs> not that. Not making marble not statues. That, not that. Yeah, it, it's really fascinating when you start looking at some of the, even some of the buildings that were constructed out of the side of a mountain, let alone like the Anasazi Indians, right? So you go down to Arizona and you see some of the right. wall dwellers that were down there and they built their homes into the wall. But then you go look in Egypt or Iran or in some of those places and they have castles. They have churches that are built out of the side of the wall, one piece of, ro of rock and they built everything and they went into the side. I mean, yep. one mistake and it's done, right? Yep. It's, think, it's amazing. What am I thinking of? Uh, Petra, I think it is, in Jordan. It's like a, it's yeah. like a, a church basically carved into the side of a mountain, one, one solid chunk. I think it was in Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, it could have been. Could have been. Dial of Destiny. Just saying. <laughs> I think between Indiana Jones and National Treasure, I learned everything I need to know about history. <laughs> That's how I learned everything. <laughs> you know, but speaking of carving things into mountains, I have this theory that in a post-apocalyptic future, you know, where... Our, our species barely survived and then they have no reference point for anything. Like they don't, they don't remember what was technology like, what was society like they're going to see Mount Rushmore and they're going to be like, Oh, so those are the four gods that they worshiped. Right. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know any different. But then you think about what, what stories have been concocted about the things we've found. Yeah. And you're relying upon somebody's educational background and lore yeah. that they've deciphered. To decide to tell us what the stories were about some of these deciphered. <laughs> okay, that was my air quotes, <laughs> but that was my voice for air quotes deciphered. Um, but anyway, <laughs> give me another one of these. Um, <laughs> um, seriously, when you start looking at the story, well, okay, let's go to is it Galapagos Islands where they have is it Easter Island? Easter Island, Easter Island yeah. where they have the statues that they discovered the heads, and then when they started digging. They have bodies. Yeah. Right. But for the longest time, they made up the whole story about, oh, well, the way they did this, they, they drug the heads over here and they put them here and blah, 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 you know, whatever built them. Oh, no, there's bodies. So those stories were lies. But that's what that was the lore that was made up up to that point until yeah. somebody dug one up. Some, somebody thought to grab a shovel. Right. Let's look into this. Yeah. It's like, hold my beer. I'm going to dig up a whole body. Yes. The body's bigger than the head, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's it's crazy. All right. So sorry. I well, coming from <laughs> Easter Island all the way back to little bitty Omaha. We're not Omaha, actually. Technically, we're going to Villisca, Iowa, the Axe Murder House. You guys familiar with this? Yeah. If, if you're not, as a, as the story goes, the uh, the family, the whole entire family is murdered in their sleep one night. Um legend to death by a, a killer who never got caught and uh, people suspect they hopped on the train that passes through nearby and you know since the Velisca axe murder house as it's known has been become a, like a paranormal hotspot for investigations i've never been there simply I because i promised my aunt terry i never would and i keep a promise Aww. but yeah i have a theory though you know a lot of people who go there some people have a lot of paranormal you know documented evidence and some people don't but i have a theory that all these paranormal teams going there, you know, obviously it's a scary experience mm -hmm. wondering what kind of evidence you're going to get. Even if they don't get evidence, they're, they're spewing out fear, right? And this 
fear just kind of hangs in the air, contributing to the already dense energy. So I think a lot of these paranormal teams that are going in there to investigate, they're just feeling the leftover fear and anxiety of other teams. Right. As that much as the ghost that was killed there. The family that was killed, was it, was it two children? I think it was two children. And, that was and it. Cause the, yeah. so some people come away saying that they have, cause there's a room in the house where you'll have like somebody tugging on your pant leg yeah, and it's like a child in the room or which child ghosts are scary just in general. Too bad um, Pat's not here. That's his trigger, right? Baby ghosts. <laughs> baby ghosts. He baby ghosts. Do it. He's like, mm. um, yeah. Uh, but that, that was part of it. And I think they even had it on a couple of TV shows. Uh, Chip, Coffee was he there? He, he, he may have been there. Did a TV show there, I I do believe, and then there was a couple others. One that she was local, and I can't remember her name right now, and she was part of it, and she she backed out of it gotcha. because she was like it was too much. It was too much to be in the. She's clairvoyant, and gotcha. it was too much for her to be in it. Um, but that's another. But people do they pay and they book this out a year in advance so they oh, can yeah. have the opportunity to spend the night in that house on Halloween. Yep, so you can roll a ball back and forth with a child ghost. <laughs> Okay, moving on. When that happens, that's when you pick the ball up and punt it like a football and you run out of there. Easy two-step process on how to fix that solution. Uh, Next, we have the, uh, well, North Omaha in general. Anybody born there, raised there, visited there? There we go. There we go. It's just, I grew up in a haunted house in, in North Omaha, and I'm grateful that my mom didn't share with my sister and I what we now know is that, I mean, the house was, it, was a lot of activity going on there, a little, little ghost, little girl ghost following us up the stairs every night when we go to bed. Years later, you know, my sister and I are out of the psychic closet, and my mom <laughs> says, come to think of it, there were times when you were little, I'd wake up, and I'd look out into the upstairs hallway, and it was glowing red. And I was like, you mean red like brake lights coming Mom. through the window from the street? <laughs> And she's like, no, like the walls, the ceiling, the floor, the air, everything was red. Oh my God. And it, had she told us this growing up, I don't think I would have ever slept again. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Do we have a microphone for mom, Cam? If we, if we, if we can, I just wanted to ask her a couple of questions just so she can be, I want this on documented. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm going to ask you a couple of things um, is first your abilities I mean, we're gonna we're gonna she, clarify she this. She doesn't have many points on the scorecard, okay. JT. <laughs> well, you didn't put glowy red hallway on I there. Should, she would have got a point there. <laughs> she would have got a point for sure. <laughs> um, but we want to, yeah, just and and your beliefs at that time, yeah. where you were at, where your head was at when you saw that. It was, was spinning it, in circles. It was. A, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm guessing that it was either one of two. It was either okay. I'm going crazy. And I'm not going to tell anybody what I just saw, or I know exactly what this is, and I'm not going to tell anybody what I just saw. Um, one of the two. Do we have? Are we on a? It's okay, Cam. Oh, jeez. But you, you who's know, in all, charge of that? I'm gonna, okay. <laughs> but all of North Omaha in general is, is, you know, there's a history to it. It's older than a lot of other pockets of Omaha, and you know, just when you think that that house, which was over by Miller Park along North 30th Street. Uh. Going from there to the Benson area, that next house was even more haunted. But again, I think it's the, you know, the history of all the families who lived there before and, and apartments too. Notoriously a hotbed for paranormal activity because you have a lot of people passing through, you know, various oh, leases. Okay. Every new person brings their new energy into there. Sometimes oh, what, it's not always good. 
That's another thing. Hotels, same, ditto. When you go stay places that you don't know who the people before were staying there and you're, you know, for whatever reason, and and you've heard about backpack ghosts, backpack ghosts, I think, and I don't know what causes one to do that, but when they're, but it's like they, they, they're attracted to your energy and they decide it's not the place, it's the person. It's like have spook, will travel kind of mentality. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. All right. We're good to go. Yeah. All right, mom. So what was, first off, your, your abilities itself. Did you, do you have the same thing your kids have? Well, nothing I can harness. Okay. <laughs> I've been the benefactor of a few things through Did the Did it years. freak you out when they started having this stuff? Is it something you were familiar with? No, it's it's kind of a family thing on both sides of the family a bit. Wow. You know, so definitely, yeah, definitely both sides. Not as much talked about on my my side of the family, but my husband's side of the family a lot more so. Kind of a yeah. Thing. Okay. Kind of yeah. cool. So when you saw this, did you recognize what it was, or were you freaked out? No, I was sound asleep, and I just would wake up and look out in the hall, and it's like it's kind of glowing red out there, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> what the heck that is? <laughs> it's like, and I'd close my eyes and think, oh no, it's just you're imagining it, or I'd rub my eyes and it's like it's still there, and I'm like. Okay, well, I'm not going out there. <laughs> not going out there. Okay. And then it was gone in the morning, so it was all yeah, good. Exactly. And it wasn't every night. No, no. Just once in a great while. I wonder what I would, I don't know. Because it's like you wonder if you wouldn't have the same response that you would think, okay, no, that's crazy. Go back to sleep. You're just dreaming. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, so as the kids got older doing their stuff, though, you said you benefited from it. Are their abilities different from anybody else in the family, or are they just like... Different, but the same. You know, I think everybody who has some abilities, they're different from each other anyway. I mean, everybody kind of cultivates their own intuition differently, and everybody's gifts are a little bit differently. So, you know, some people, they just freak out. Steve's mom did not like it at all, and she turned hers off, basically. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I uh, we never knew... My sisters are here with me and stuff. We never knew our grandmother, but she had abilities too. And uh, as did some of her sisters and a grandfather, you know, and that. Do the sisters have it too? Uh, Hell no. (laughs) Nobody in my family of our siblings will claim they have anything. Got it. (laughs) At all. (laughs) It obviously. It, it skipped a couple generations, I think, is okay. what it did. But either okay. that or it's, we're all pretty, how would you say, focused people. and <laughs> That makes me unfocused. <laughs> that's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the trick. Maybe that's the trick is to be unfocused. Be it unfocused. makes you more intuitive. It might Maybe. be more I don't it. know. Well, Liz Very was good. pretty focused, though. But, you know, so it, it, it yeah. Okay. No. I've had a few Just things curious. happen, but nothing I can harness. Okay. So. Just curious. Thank yeah. you. You're back. <laughs> All right. So from oh. that to the apartment to Benson. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the house in Benson was an absolute hotbed. After my grandma passed away, I, I moved in there. And I, sh- I mean, shadow figures uh, whistling, you know, in a room where there's nobody there. Mm. Uh, disembodied voices saying my name up through the register vent from the basement. Uh, multiple instances, actually, of voices in the register vent. And then you go downstairs. No one's downstairs. You go downstairs. And you hear the voices upstairs. You go downstairs. Yeah, you got to check it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't. Uh, but yeah. I want to take a second to thank some other OG friends and supporters of our podcast, Kugler Vision. Kugler Vision Center, honestly, they were the first ones that were supporters and partners with our podcast. Um, and that was five years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. That is unbelievable, but we certainly are thankful to have them on board. Kugler Vision stands out in the crowd without a doubt. Um, they've just got a world-class team of experts at Kugler Vision, and it keeps growing because people realize if you're going to get any kind of corrective um, procedures done, you want that team behind you without a doubt. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you should get online right now and schedule a consultation because you, don't, you need to know going into 2024 kind of where you stand. Maybe you've always been thinking mm-hmm. about getting a procedure, not having to wear glasses or contacts. It's freeing and it's, it's unbelievable. It is. When you do it, the, one of the first things you're going to think is, why didn't I do this sooner? Mm-hmm. That's going to be it. So invest in a life of clear vision. Possibly it's going to be something that's a gift on your list for maybe a graduate that's coming up this spring to send them off to college with uh, that great vision going into college would great without glasses or contacts. But the team at Kugler Vision can give you all the details and help you get that consultation on the books so you can find out exactly what your plan is. Call them if you want, 402-558-2211 or go on their website, kuglervision.com and schedule that consultation today. You know, paranormal things are not just uh, happening in North Omaha though. Actually, uh, Kim, this was just back in uh, July. Kim over here texted me. There was a, a next, I think it was on the next door app, but there was a, a person out he, out in uh near Zarinsky Lake in a neighborhood near Zarinsky Lake, a totally different part than North Omaha. But there, there's this couple who claims that around one o'clock in the morning, they were sitting out on their, on their porch, having a cigarette or something in the middle of the night on a weekend. And they they, they kept hearing this strange noise and they finally noticed a one foot tall little something on two legs on two feet. And it, it started running towards them screaming what? And they freak out. They they they're That's like I don't know. It's like a little garden gnome or something. Yeah. Little leprechaun garden gnome. So they freak out. They run inside, and they post it on the next door app. And there was this whole slew of people chiming in. Well, wow, that's weird. I had something similar happen. What? One of the comments actually was a, a person just down the street, and they're like, "Well, that's weird that you saw a one foot tall being on two legs, because I saw something that was seven or eight feet tall on two legs hop my back fence." And it was big and it was broad and it was shadowy. So we, we, I was like, okay, so we have little leprechauns and Bigfoots living on the same block? Babies. 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 How, how little would a baby Bigfoot be, though? I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't baby know. baby Bigfoot <laughs> nugget. I, I bet they're bigger than a foot. <laughs> Bigfoot. A little junior. They're big, bigger. He's got to rock junior to sleep so he don't yell at people. Is a Bigfoot baby is a Bigfoot tall? <laughs> About a foot tall. <laughs> if you're listening no. in West Virginia, call us and tell us how big they are out there. But the the little ones, that scares me more than the big ones. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I remember the movie Chucky. Yeah. Creepy. Really creepy. He got arrested, by the way. The Chucky actor. He's an adult. What do you mean the actor? I thought it was yeah. just a puppet. He was No, there was an actor that played Chucky in the movies. Oh, like the voice actor? I, I don't know. He played the boy, too. Oh, okay. He played him. Oh. He played some scenes. Because some scenes, you know, it was a person. I got gotcha. you. Like close-ups, like they, depending on... And some of them were actually puppet-type stuff, but some were the actual person. Gotcha. He didn't turn out well. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Shocker, I know. <laughs> well, speaking of little people, though... Okay. I will, I will briefly... 
I keep looking at this like we're at a press conference. I don't need this sheet. I don't need this sheet. Um, true story. And I'm going to elaborate more on this. I have an upcoming event on October 14th where we'll be sharing spooky stories all night long. And I'll tell you more about that later. But, uh, you know, many years ago by now, when I, when I was living at on the house near Benson, mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend at the time saw what looked like a two-foot-tall creature run across the road on two feet. Now, it disappeared into a really dilapidated house that had been under construction for many, many years. And her best description was, it was like a little garden gnome type creature. Mm -hmm. It was on two legs. It was, you know, it was dark out, but it was clear as day what it was. And it was lightning fast, right? So, and it it ran into the yard of a home that I had always found particularly creepy. This is on 69th Street, uh, just north of Maple. Okay. Now, since the house has been completely renovated, they finally finished the construction it's it's gorgeous now but back then it looked super haunted and it had for years leading up to that so i thought all right this is good ammo for a paranormal show and so i i shared that story although it wasn't my story it was a secondhand story but i shared it at a a paranormal expo and you know made some people some people thought it was funny some people thought it was scary and a guy in the back row stands up and raises his hand and we hand him a microphone. Turns out his name was Carl. And he says, well, I believe you because I saw the same damn thing back in the 1970s, about two blocks over from where from where your sighting was. What? So it turns out Carl, when he was in college, I think it was, he was in the basement of a house in Benson. And him and his buddies were shooting pool uh, in the basement. And Carl looked up. He was a fairly intuitive guy, believed in the paranormal. And their little recess window, I believe is what you call it, like near the ceiling of the basement. And he said, peering through the window at him was a little one or two foot tall man on two legs. And he said it looked like a little leprechaun. It wasn't dressed like a leprechaun, but he said it was so small in stature, it could almost be like a doll. And but it had facial expressions. And when Carl looked at it, he said he said the little creature like. Look, look surprised. Like, like you he did, can see me. Yeah, you can see me. Why, why can you see me? I'm supposed to be invisible. So Carl freaks out. He screams. All the screams. Bu- he screams. He, everybody <laughs> screams. And, and he, so he takes off upstairs, makes a break for the, for the kitchen door. His buddies all follow him. Well, a couple of them actually got outside fast enough to see this creature, not only running away, but sliding underneath of a parked car, like baseball style, like wow. sliding underneath a car so it couldn't be seen. And they went and checked under the car, and by that time it was gone. But if you're in the Benson area or are familiar with the Benson area, just for giggles, just for chuckles tonight, go down to 69th and Maple, uh, <laughs> hang a hang a left, go north. Maybe you'll see something on that street. Maybe you won't. But if you do, I'm telling you. Yeah, have your camera ready. Get your phone out. And the house, <laughs> the house that this being was originally seen running into, you can't miss it. The front has a this beautiful, uh, intricate brick wall type design with like a wrought iron fence. And I don't know what it is, but the, the fence on the front also has like little lockets, like hundreds of them, like uh, locked on all like the padlocks. Yeah, like padlocks, which must be something. Well, that, uh, what was the deal with the padlock bridge? It was in France or what? Yeah. And then they, they made people quit doing it because it was so heavy. There were so many padlocks. Do you remember what the deal was with that? Yeah, it was, like, it was like a thing where um, people would go there as a couple and they would profess their love and lock a thing. So that's permanent love, I guess. Okay. The idea behind it. Yeah. Okay. And then they made them quit because there were so, so many. many locks. So yeah. if that's what they're doing in Benson, take your significant other, right? Go spot a garden gnome and <laughs> renew your vows right there and then lock, yeah. blow lock it and call mm-hmm. it a night. And lock it. That's it. 
That's crazy. I, I hadn't heard about the lockets or the padlocks yeah. on that. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Any others you want to throw in there? Uh, yeah, just one uh, particular place. No big deal. Just a little place in Omaha that scared me to my very soul. Anyone heard of the Museum of Shadows downtown? Today was the first time I heard about this. Today, the first time I heard about it. And he yeah. was scared to death. He, it's a friend of mine. He said, have you heard of this? I'm like, dead no idea. He says, it's legit. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> okay. If you're looking to be sick to your stomach, go there. Because what, it'll, what's it'll do the, the trick. What's the deal? What's, what? Right. So. I, I I didn't know much about it. And where's it at? It's it's right down near Douglas Street. It's on Douglas, like 13th and Douglas, maybe. Okay. And I didn't know much about it. There's a group of friends going. One of my friends was having a birthday party, and they're like paranormal investigator people. And so I was like, all right, I'll meet you guys for dinner. We'll check out the Museum of Shadows. We'll have a good night. Well, I didn't know what to expect. I thought maybe it was something about the size of, uh, size of this room. You know, a few hundred square feet, couple yeah. haunted artifacts, easy peasy. This place is massive. It is. I, I can't even tell you 10,000, 20,000 square feet. It's, it's ginormous. And it has a basement. It has an upstairs. And what it is, it's a place that's filled with haunted artifacts that people have donated because these artifacts, murder weapons, dolls, okay. clowns, haunted pictures have caused such a ruckus in these people's lives that they don't want it in their house. So they give it to this museum. <sighs> okay, hold on. <laughs> complete with a little plaque saying what it is, where it came from, and what it did while it was in their possession. What's the movie based on a real story about the doll? And they were like, there's like three or four. And not in, not in, it Annabelle? It's the Annabelle okay. series. That's what, remember, he's got that room in his house where he has these items that were all attached to spirits. This is based on a true story. If you, what was the Annabelle series? What was it called? Um, in, not in, I keep wanting to say a word that's not real. Was it called Annabelle? Incepted. Incept, what is it? Annabelle. Say it. Conjuring, Conjuring was part of the series. What's the other name? There's another word. Um, Annabelle. Annabelle. <laughs> this is going to drive me crazy. Annabelle movies. What was it in? There's a, or maybe it was one of the first ones. I apologize if I'm going to get this wrong. Insipid. Insipid. Insidious. Thank you. I knew it was something like that. It was in something. Insidious. That's the one that they talk about. And they have the doll and is in a glass case, locked in a glass case. And it tells in each one of them all of the stuff that everything in the room ha is attached to a crime or a haunting that is kept in a locked room away from the rest of his family. That's the same thing. But real. This was real too. This is that's okay. what this family did. So that's where they got the the whole beginning of the story. If you get a chance to look it up, it was based on that that couple. She was clairvoyant, and he supported her. You know, in the investigations. He's a good husband, <laughs> right? <laughs> or he's scared to death of her. I'm you, <laughs> you stick with somebody who's possessed. That's true love. <laughs> well, that's true too. But it's. Yeah, it was. It, she would get these these visions of things, and they go investigate, and then they take the thing okay. that was causing the trouble, or what was used to cause the crime, or what 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 they used for the crime, and they would keep it in this room away from other people. But it was so a basic. You, that's what they're doing down there. It's the same well, yeah, thing. Yeah, whatever happened to collecting stamps? Like <laughs> shot, you know, shot glasses. There's right. Yeah, you no, know, this is what this place is, and so inside, you know, they try to upsell you at the at the front desk. They're like, "Would you like a black light flashlight?" And I'm like, well, for for what? They're like, oh, so you could see the blood on the murder weapons. <sighs> like, mm, I'm good. I think I'm good. Haunted museum. 
and the the vibes in this it takes a lot to scare i'm not a brave person but it just i've seen a lot it takes it takes a lot to scare me i'd rather be in an actual haunted house than a haunted house attraction where things are jumping out at you because usually haunted houses and investigations they're rather peaceful it's not like the movies where you're getting scratched by things and having demons scream at you it's not like that but yeah this place terrified me that's crazy. So okay. you got, I mean, everything from, it was just, it was just too dark. It was just too dark. You had the murder weapons. You had uh, baby carriages where there was trauma involved. You had uh, thousands, mm. and I do mean thousands of dolls, clowns, clown pictures, oh, doll I'm not pictures. Going. I'm not uh, going. You had goat That's... heads with horns hanging on the wall with pentagrams behind them. And I'm not a very religious person, but I'm back in that area and I'm like, I'm, yeah. I think I'm good. Kind of pushing to, the barrier a little bit, like, right? Um, so they've been featured on Travel Channel, yeah. um, Fright Club, Prime Video. There's a movie apparently that features them also. Uh, two levels of a four-story building. How long were you in there? Well, I about an hour. They've the, got 3,000 the items, verified 3, haunted artifacts. Yeah. And even within the place, they have footage of like these dolls moving on their own. And you read the little plaque of each thing. And it's quiet as a library in there because people are just so scared. No one's even talking. You're just walking through like it's a museum of shadows. Yeah. <laughs> and you're reading the description is like, my name's Bob. And I got rid of this doll because I put it in my attic and then found it on my couch. And then the next day my dog died. And I'm like, mm, sorry, Bob. Mm. See, and I want to see it, but I want to I see the movie about it. I don't want to go to it. But I, I can't to- go there again. Uh-huh. I was I was with the people and I was like, I'm sick to my stomach. I want to get out of here. Wow. And usually I end the night. I go home. I watch my alien shows. I watch uh-huh. my Bigfoot shows. I sleep like a baby. This I went home and watched stand up comedy and cartoons because I was I was I was lighten it, so lighten, dark. Lighten, lighten, lighten mood, man. When you talk about that, too, Squirrel Cage Jail is one of them that I got to tour <clears throat> and I got to go. From the from the the jailkeeper's uh, home, which is at the top, and the squirrel cage is a circle. And what there was three of them across the country, I believe. And honestly, the best design they said it was like this was like the best design ever for a jailhouse, except for the fact if there's a fire, you can't get everybody out of there because, because they rotate the cells and only one is open at a time because it's a circle. Exactly. Right? So there's only one way in, one way out. You rotate the cells around, and there's a big crank at the top with a chain that they would rotate manually at first and then turn it around to get to each prisoner individually. So extremely secure, extremely safe. But they did eventually, somebody did break out because they went down through the toilet. Some skinny Yahoo went down, (laughs) found his way out. It's like, Jeffrey, why aren't you eating your dinner? (laughs) Yeah. Mind the business, boy, I'm trying to slim down, fit through a toilet. He's from West Virginia. We love you, West Virginia. That's the one. Your first... First comment from West Virginia is not going to be a good one. I'm waiting for it. Rate like, review. Hey. Get after like, it. Yeah, my great grandpappy. <laughs> <laughs> he was serving time in Omaha. But the, in that one that they had in Council Bluffs, if you get a chance to tour it, do it. Because it takes you upstairs and you get to see the room where they, they live. The family lived there upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then there was one room that they hadn't opened up yet that had been boxed, like like built over. like like It wasn't like boarded over. It was a wall, but they had poked a hole in it. And you can see a whole nother room back in there. And they didn't know what was in there at that time. But downstairs, as you went through the rooms and you went through the cells, you go all the way down to the bottom. And that was where they ate. There was like a picnic table down there or something. Supposedly, that's where they could eat. And they would have free time on the concrete. But there was a a cell 
for punishment for solitary. And that cell at the bottom is a stand-up cell. You can't sit down or lay down in it. So when you step into that cell, when the door is closed, it's like it's like a foot and a half wide, two feet maybe wide. So you could maybe bend your knees and then you'd be against the wall, but you can't sit down or lay down. So on the tour, you're allowed, some people did this, you're allowed to walk into that solitary cell. I got close to it. And I was getting nauseous near it. And then when we went back up, same thing hit me again. We were by some of the cells. It was just this really heavy feeling that was over there. And people that work there, they said they get it every once in a while. They kind of feel that too. But it is really fascinating just to see it because the design of it, there were, like I said, there was three of them in the country and they were loud at us. This is, this is brilliant. But they, but because of those disasters, there were a couple of fires and it was like, okay, we're just, we're not even, they just threw the whole thing out. They didn't try to, fix the problem they were just like we're done with it so yeah that's an interesting tour that's pretty cool i was glad to see that on here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but when you said that feeling nauseous thing that was the first one that ever did that to me nope gotta watch some cartoons cleanse the palate (laughs) yes paranormal palate cleanser there's a book i should write definitely all right so time wise how are we doing because just so you know we're at heard at sports club and our sports sports club sports bar and grill so right after our podcast and it's every uh, let's say two Thursdays a month. We don't know what Thursdays. You just have to listen. I don't know what happens. But after throughout the throughout the Husker season, every Thursday night before the game, they have the run, which is another podcast, which is with uh, the Heisman team, basically. So you've got Johnny the Jet Rogers is going to be in here. Tommy Frazier. I think Johnny's not here tonight, right? Tommy Frazier is here. A special guest. Eric Crouch is also pops in. So that's every Thursday night, and they take off at six o'clock. So we're trying to make sure we. Are respectful of their time as well. Um, so, did you want to go to your paranormal cards and see how people did, or do you want to talk yeah. about some of these? Yeah. Let's, are, are there any on this other list of your national locations that you we want could, to hit on? We could touch on that briefly, but I do. Uh, has everyone filled out their paranormal uh, sports card scorecard? Rather, <laughs> it's speaking a sports of sports, bar. <laughs> we should we should plant one of us in the uh, in the Huskers show and just ask them paranormal questions. Saturday. What's the Johnny? Uh, what's the most haunted football stadium you ever played in? Just see the reaction. <laughs> I guarantee there's stories. <laughs> I mean, might be. There probably are. All, All right, right. So, so who's who's a heavy hitter? Who thinks they have a good amount of? If you think you have a good amount of points, just shout it out. Over here. Oh. Twenty. Can everybody beat anybody? Be twenty-five. We close. Anybody close to twenty-five? Twenty. We got a twenty. Twenty-two. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to 20, 22, 21, 21. We got a 21. Okay. If, uh, so come drop, come drop, fold it up and come drop it in the bucket here. One, two, do we have this? You're disqualified. You're disqualified. You have all my books. Right. I was going to say she's the one with 25. Uh, anybody else in the twenties, low twenties, high teens. Yeah. Yeah. Come drop it in. Come on over here. 19, Cindy, come on down. Put your name in the hat here. So anything, how many others are 15 or above? Yeah, let's go 15 or above. We got one, two more, three more. Let's yep. do that. Yep. Most okay. paranormal people. In goes the folder there. And your names are on these, right? Just uh, checking. Your name should, yeah, the, yeah, the name <laughs> okay. should be on it. Because we're going to draw a little later here for some prizes. Uh, any of those experiences that you marked off on there that anybody wants to share? Yeah, does anyone want to share one of your experiences? Did anyone hug a Bigfoot? Right. Lucian, do you want to, what's that? In our, hearts, in our hearts, in our hearts, we have. Did you want to share, share one? 
Come on up. We got a microphone for you. Tell us, tell us which which one was on the list that you ticked off and what the deal was. Uh, I would say multiple in the same location. Uh, me and my friends when we were younger made a habit of sneaking into places we shouldn't have been. And there's a cemetery out in Louisville called Ball Cemetery. And everybody in high school would always go out there and just see what happens. I drove out a bunch of friends one night and we went walk around, saw orbs and pictures that we were taking of, of graves. And one of the pictures had uh, it looked like only thing I could describe as ghost flowers in the picture. There were flowers there and it looked like they were white pictures years ago of that place. Yeah. yeah, it's creepy. And they weren't actually there. So we put our cell phones back. We're like, OK, enough of that. Let's yeah. walk around for a little bit. We got back to the car and there were handprints all over the car, like little children handprints, like they were walking on all fours on the car. And when we went back to check our cell phones, the pictures were gone. They were on another phone that had then texted them to his girlfriend. Keep in mind, the phone was in the car the whole time. And she said, are those flowers for me? And the phone responded, no, those were my flowers. So tell get, me there's a screenshot oh no no Ugh. here's the here's the kicker we got back to this gas station we all met up at and we, the phone had died so let's charge the phone let's yeah. get the pictures phone charge all gone none get of it was on the phone out. when it came back on so that was probably the scariest thing wow okay lucian i have to ask you something yeah where are you from originally uh omaha nebraska yeah Louisville mm-hmm. is Louisville. Is it Louisville? Did I say it's okay. it wrong? I just don't want anybody else to call you out except your friends. I'm not the shark. We're all friends in the drawer. Right in, in your defense, it's Louisville Slugger. It's Louisville Slugger, yeah, yeah, okay. right? And also Louisville, Kentucky. I yeah. get it. And I will give you another one. A friend of mine who grew up here, one time out loud, called Beatrice Beat Rice. Oh. <laughs> so. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. So you're fine. That was a really good story. Thank you. I just like the part where he said we were taking pictures of graves. Like Picture, that's, I know. Like, that's it's just like, a normal thing that happens. It's like, what kind of weirdo goes and takes pictures of graves you know, at night? <laughs> at at night. night. That was one of the best ghost that's stories good, I've heard. That's a good one, though. But the, uh, I was going to say paw prints. Well... <laughs> Maybe kids, I don't know. pets. What's the difference sometimes? Sometimes, what's yeah. the difference? Yeah, those. That's good. I, and Ball Cemetery, I think, is one of the underrated or under, uh, not on everybody's radar, I guess. Really, as far as being a great place to go for haunts. I got kicked out of there. Shocker. And I wish I could say it was in high school. It was like two years ago. Um, <laughs> I was there with my daughter. <laughs> oh no. We, we were looking for something to do, and we were in Springfield in Nebraska City, and I was like, "Hey, there's a haunted." cemetery called ball cemetery do you want to go she's like sure it's just the two of us and you like wind through it's the middle of nowhere and then you arrive and it's kind of picturesque and we pull in and and we and i was about to get out and this guy starts coming over to us and he doesn't look very happy and so i rolled down my window and he's like basically in a very nice way he's like state your business and i'm like well we my according to my phone it was (laughs) it's an interesting place for people who are interested in what you might say spirits, right? Right. And he was like, this is a family property. You got to leave. I'm like, okay. You know, probably would have really let me have it if my daughter wasn't there, but apparently it is family property. And now it's, so it's private property. It's private property. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. (laughs) 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 Lucian knows. Yeah. He knows. He knows all about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, Okay. So, 
some of these others, yeah, go ahead. You want to see if anybody else had one? Yeah, anybody else share? have a good story? Anybody else want to share? Okay, back here. Cassidy's got a story. What is with all these? What are with all my herd at people with all these spooky stories? What's going on here? It's not as cool, but it's fine. Um, so preface, my I backpack ghost, I had one. He's since gone, but I did have one in high school at my parents' house. But my current house now is built in 1958 off of like in the South Omaha region. Um, and before we moved in, I was painting and I was, I like to say I, I'm an intuitive person, mm-hmm. but my mom thinks I'm crazy. It's fine. Um, <laughs> they, they're just, they're spelled so, just, so differently. Yeah. We're so much alike, right? It's like crazy, intuitive. Exactly. It's so easy to get them mixed up. And so I was there I painting it. by myself during the day and I just felt unsettled as if like, not as if like, oh, there's someone else here. I felt wrong, I guess, like bad, not something I wanted to mess with. And again, I felt just creeped out. I'm like, I can't have this if I'm going to live in this house. So Mm -hmm. I cleansed my house. um, Didn't quite get specific enough. I said, just, I said, I got too specific, negative spirits. Like this is my space. Like you aren't welcome here. Mm -hmm. But now I have a lot of positive spirits now in my house <laughs> having a party yeah it's like i feel that feeling now when i'm alone but it's not as like oh there's a problem like i'm in danger kind of feeling it's like oh this you're can you go away just for 15 minutes while i watch my show oh my God. and then my dog will just stand in the hallway stare down the hallway follow things that aren't there kind yes. of you know spirit 101 yes is what i call it yeah my backpack ghost his name was harold has since left the premises. <laughs> Don't know why his name. Did was you Harold. name was him, his... or did you? Would you I, did you know that was his name? I didn't. I had a feeling it was his name, which sounds dumb, but it's like no, it Harold. Just like oh, that sounds fitting. Yeah, and it yeah. was. <laughs> That's crazy. No, I understand that whole thing about the dogs. My dogs do that. They'll sit in the hallway and and just my little the, my little oh man, he's so cute. He's a little toy poodle, and um, he's too. And he'll all of a sudden I'm looking at in the living room. It's it's just dark out there, and I'm doing something, and I come around the corner, and he's just sitting there staring at the TV, and it's off, and he's just sitting there, and it's just just quiet as can be in there. And then he'll look over his shoulder at me at the back, like, "Did you see that?" And then he turns back around, and he looks right at it again. Okay, and I just walk out of the room. But it's not nervous like it used to be. It used to be there used to be some unsettling feelings in my house, and I haven't had that for years. We did a good staging and cleansing and the whole nine yards but yes there's still something there that that gets their attention that's good thank you cassidy ah i love it all right so i guess we probably should move on do we want to do the mandela effect stuff or do you want to do what do you want to do next i, I think we, we we could we could do mandela effect stuff yep and do i, got, have I got more in case we run out of time for that so let's do that let's do that we'll do these and then yeah y'all know what the mandela effect is mandela effect basically is remembering things you think you remembered them wrong and you you see something you're like that's not how it was that's not what that's not how i remember that seeing that and it's a phenomenon that actually came up because of a writer who was uh wrongly recalling that the late south african president nelson mandela had died in the 80s and a lot of people believe that to be true that he had died in the 80s after his imprisonment a lot of people remembered it they remember him dying yeah they remembered that there was like a nation mourning, that there was, they remember it on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't say that I actually do remember that. I, you know, cause I've read the accounts 
enough that I'm afraid that it's been kind of altered. But I, I totally respect that because I get it. And he actually died in 2013. Yeah. So that's where that came from, this Mandela effect, remembering things differently. So we have some pictures for you that Cam has, and I think you're going to throw some up, but we're going to kind of run through these. And you can tell us which one is correct when you say, see the pictures up on the screens. I don't know which screens are going to be on, just the one? Okay, there we go. Oh, this one has a name on it, unfortunately. That's number, is that the B? There's an A and a B for each one? This is the B. That's all right. That's okay. So this one here is just a good example. It's Jif, not Jiffy. But a lot of people remember it being Jiffy peanut butter. There was Jiffy popcorn. <laughs> Look on my sister's face right now. Yeah. I'm so and confused. It, it is that. paranormal in its own right, too, because it, it messes with your mind. And it's like, what, what is real? What's not? What are memories in general? Like, How do they get moved? And Jiffy popcorn was out about the same time that Jif peanut butter came out and that might be where the confusion. So this one, this one could be just a, a matter of confusing names. Very simple, right? All right. So now let's go on to the next one. Which one is right? Looney Tunes. Left or right? I would say we'll go with one or two. Hey, which one? T-O-O-N-S. Looney Tunes. That's how I remember it myself. Go ahead. And the answer is no. Looney Tunes. I call BS on this one. I remember it being T-O-O-N-S. Because it was ironically wrong. Yeah. Right? Tunes. Okay, let's throw the next one up. Do you remember these two? The Berenstain or the Berenstain Bears? Ooh. Stain? Steen. Go ahead. Answer is? Yeah. The, stain, the Steen Bears didn't... Berenstain is correct. Isn't that crazy? That's not how I remember it either. Do you remember it? You're making people mad. I know I am. Because I I am. everything you thought you knew, throw it out the window. <laughs> I'm going to bring you back. Trust me. I will bring you back. All right. Go for the next one. Curious George's tale. Yes or no? Go on the next one. It says no. And a lot of people remember him having a tail. All right. Go on. Is it sex in the city or sex and the city? This one kind of gives it away because it says it on the top. A lot of people remember it, sex in the city, which makes sense to me, though, too. All right, this one kills me. Two E's, right? What is it? Febreze or Febreze? One E. Everybody's going to go home and open their closet now and go look at the Febreze. I know it. Uh, this one's another one that gets you two. You're going with E or A? A. There you go. Very good. And then we've got some we're going to kind of double up on a few of them here, I think, coming up. Oh, this is a tough one. The Monopoly Man and his monocle, yes or no? I see no's. I see yeses. Okay, what is it? Yeah. Monopoly man and his monocle. And the fact was, he did not have it. It was Mr. Peanut. What? Pikachu, this one, I didn't care. I, I didn't know the difference one way or the other. I'm just going to throw that out there for you. <laughs> you remember Pikachu? I, I wasn't into that. I wasn't either, but a lot of people clearly remember the black detailing on his tail. In reality, it was just yellow. 
I'm sorry. Fruit of the Loom might catch a few, a few of you, though, too. Fruit of the Loom, with the cornucopia, without. There you go. You are 100% inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Cheez-Its? Cheez-It. Zits. It? Okay. Double stuff with one F or two? Double stuff. One F or two? All right, here we go. Boom. One F. There isn't a second F. And the Cheez-Its, there's no Z. Okay. C-3PO. Does C-3PO have a silver leg? And is there a T in Flintstones? C-3PO has a silver leg. <laughs> he does. He has a silver leg and there's two T's in Flintstone. Since when does he have a silver leg? We I have a Star he, Wars expert in the audience. Joe, do you, do you always remember him having a silver too. leg? He yes. does. Ah! Since when? I'm calling BS on this one. <laughs> Your mom is upset. I'm going to say. <laughs> tired childhood is a lie. All right. The next one. This one. This one. Okay. If anybody watched 007, the moon, Moonraker, and there's a scene in it where Jaws meets Dolly. I don't think we have the actual video scene of it, but we have the pictures. So you can see. And we might have the video. Do we have the video? I didn't say that. Okay. So that's this is Dolly, and she meets Jaws, and he's got the silver teeth. Right. You might remember this just pop culture wise. And they were attracted to each other in this crazy world they were in because they, he smiled at her silver. She smiled at him races and they grabbed hands and they trotted off and, you know, into the sunset. No, she didn't have braces. This next one's going to mess with you, too. OK, I want you to look at this is the one that's got the two colors on it. Oh, go ahead. Which one is it? Do we have the one with the two colors? No. It's just a square with two colors? <gasps> okay, let me ask you this. What color is chartreuse? Who said purple? I thought it was pink. Purple? It's green. It's a shade of green. I didn't know that. And I'm like, I don't remember I, magenta. It's a everybody remembers it. I I think chartreuse is a magenta or green. Guys are colorblind. That's people, my daughter swears I'm colorblind. Don't ask yeah, me. Well, you had a you had an opinion though when we started this. <laughs> so to say, my opinion yeah. was wrong. Um, we'll just I'm going to run through a couple of these. We don't have to. I don't think we need to throw throw out Snow White. Let's do Casablanca. They never said play it again, Sam. Uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Roy Schneider's character just said, you're going to need a bigger boat. Jaws. Yes. Snow White. What did you hear? Everyone knows this. The famous saying from Snow White is mirror, mirror on the wall, right? Wrong. It's magic mirror on the wall. Do you want to play it? Okay, play it. Here we go. A little nostalgia for everybody. Oh, yes. This, this honestly made me a little nostalgic when I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen this forever. <gasps> there she goes. How old is this? Like the 50s? 30s? Oh my God. Look at that. Slave in the magic mirror. 
come from the farthest space. This is really creepy, if you ask me. And darkness, I summon thee. Speak. Let me see thy face. What wouldst thou know? This is creepy. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Crazy. Famed is thy beauty, Majesty. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Do we have Tinkerbell? Do you guys remember Tinkerbell did the Disney logo and she would fly around, poof, and then she dotted the eye and it was a blue background. It was a play, play the one with the blue background. This is it. This is how I remember it, right? This is uh, Disney movies, Tinkerbell. The audio is really crappy on this. Sorry about that. And bing, there we go. Yep, there she was. That didn't happen. Somebody made that. Somebody made that because that's how they remembered it as well. This is what happened. This is the only other piece that we could find with Tinkerbell. It doesn't look right. No. I don't remember that. The blue one is what it was. It was the blue one. Yeah. This is... And the blue one was one that somebody made. He's a guy that makes the AI versions uh, or or whatever graphics that he needs to create the ones that we think we remember. Um, and that's where it brings us to finally, one of my favorites is the way we remember it, which I think that's this one here. The next one is Tom Cruise, Risky Business. And tell me if you don't remember it. This, this is the original scene. This is how we remember it, I think. I love this scene. Right? White shirt, singing in a trophy, Wayfarer's on. Yeah. Okay, now play the other one. This is what really happened. He's in a pink shirt. No sunglasses. So why do we all have a memory of with the sunglasses? I then? don't know. I don't know. But this is the one that that same guy created that did the the one for Tinkerbell. The Tinkerbell one. That is messes with me. That's unsettling. Yeah. Because that's not the Disney logo at all. No. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Glitch in the Matrix. So do some Googling if you want to. Glitches in the Matrix. Yeah. And that, that's, that's kind of what these kind of are. Uh, a couple other ones, there's a lot of people that believe there are 52 states and not 50. They seem to remember being taught that in school. They left out West Virginia again? Probably. As they should. <laughs> we need to cover up a star. Um, but yeah, what, it, what they think probably happened there is that people were taught the 48 continuous state and then it was Alaska, Hawaii. Yeah. And so they, they were thinking 50 plus two. Okay, we can let that one ride. And then one other one was Smokey Bear. Is it Smokey Bear or Smokey the Bear? It is Smokey Bear. I always called him Smokey the Bear. And I thought, and that's how I remember from the commercials as well. And actually, his name was Smokey Bear because in real life he was found in a fire, right? And we found this old song that was sung like for a Boy Scout camp or something. I don't remember what the deal was, but go ahead, Cam. <laughs> they had to change his name to fit the tune. Can we hear him or 
Okay, that's all right. But to fit the tune, it was something, something, and Smokey the Bear. So they had to change it to that just for that song. But his name is actually Smokey Bear. But I remember the commercials. I remember the commercials when Smokey, and I want to know why they have some chick doing his commercials now instead of Smokey Bear. Have you noticed that? Smokey's really busy lately, so I'm going to do this. And I'm like, he's a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to his agent. (laughs) So that's all. That's what I got. So there's... There's my little Mandela effect. Has anybody here in the audience had a Mandela effect or kind of glitch in the matrix type moment? False memory? No, not till now. Not till till now. Have you ever had one of those? Not until very recently. Right. And I'll make it a brief story because it's, it's my own reality. So nobody else will relate to it. But I, I was at the doctor's office in the waiting room on my phone and I did something I rarely do, which was check the news. But I was looking for a UFO story in particular that I wanted to find. Came across Your a picture. Your history has got to be outrageous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I broke the algorithm on yeah. Google, I think. But now I, I came across this picture of Putin shaking hands with Kim Jong-un. And I was like, oh, that's weird. must have been an old photo because Kim Jong-un died during COVID. I was like, weird. Kept scrolling. And I said, well, what, what is that? So I go back and click on it, and it looks like modern day. I, I distinctly have this memory of him passing away during COVID. I remember watching. Wow. I remember being in my mom's living room. She was making some something around Thanksgiving, and I was just watching the news that was on. And he, they said he was on his deathbed. He was already brain dead. They were basically going to pull the plug. I remember watching a press conference. I remember watching coverage on like on the news a bit about it. And then I saw this this other lady. And remember, I sent you the picture. My mom was like, because I, I asked her, I was like, who's the president of North Korea? And she's like, Kim Jong-un. I was like, you're messing with me. He like he died during COVID. And she's like, no. But I have this memory of a lady taking over because I remember on TV seeing her speaking at a podium in front of like a million people. And I was like, who's this lady? And my mom said, oh, uh, she's even crazier than he was. So, you know, look out. And so for the past two or three years, take his place. Yeah. Uh, so for, I, I thought for the past three years that there was a woman in charge of North Korea. Like if somebody asked me on the street, that's what I would have told him. Oh, yeah, he died during covid. Turns out he didn't. OK. There were re- there were reports that came out in 2020 okay. that he died or he was close to it. There were some, and I was just pulling, I just was doing a little search here because I'm like, I remember this now that you're saying this and that, and I'm like, wait a minute. There were reports, and one of them like here is, no one knows if North Korea's leader is ill, and another one from NBC, uh, is he dead, is another one. Um, his appearance, though, put death rumors to rest. That was NBC News. So there were rumors that maybe that was all it took to secede your mind that it just happened, maybe. right? Maybe. Oh, it will be the last time I watch the news. Yeah, that was the. La- oh, <laughs> 2020 was the last time you saw the news. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So uh, it was a weird one, but uh, I've heard yeah. of personal case accounts throughout the years of people, um, you know, having a little glitch in the matrix moments. I, I I know a guy, nice guy named Michael. He's a paranormal investigator, mm-hmm. very Type A personality, very organized, very. OCD meticulous. And he, he has this um, story of his old camcorder, which he took, you know, camcorder from yes. back in the nineties that he took everywhere on his paranormal investigations. And it was gray. Like everyone in his circle remembers it being gray. Well, he brought it out in recent years to uh, check some, some feature on it. Now it's nostalgic, right? And it's black. 
And so he's asking everybody in his group, they're like, that camera was gray. They only made gray cameras in that, in that brand back then. So, That's you know, everyone has their own personal account and, but these things are weird because they make you question reality. Yeah, they do. And you hear talk about timelines, but I heard something that was kind of interesting the other day talking about different timelines that people are, because sometimes you look at some of the things that happen in history and it's like, how could that have been happening at the same time this was happening? Right. And they don't, it does, they just don't match up. But you remember hearing about them. It doesn't seem right to me that some of the things that were happening in Rome were happening while some of the things that were happening in South America were happening. And it, it, they don't seem to jive, but they were supposedly at the same time when you pull up the timelines. But all the timelines will merge. That's what they said. Eventually, yep. everything will merge. But there's some, yeah, kind of interesting, but. Past, present, and future all happening at the same time, as they say. As they Just say. Just hard to wrap our minds around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Psychic Andy, thank you for being here. It's been fun. Real Where quick, are you going to be? We, yeah, oh yeah, I guess I should plug my upcoming event. Uh, Saturday, October 14th, I'm going to be at the Granary, which is out in La Vista. It's attached to the Bushwhackers nightclub on my website right now and social media. There's tickets available. I'm doing an event called Spirits and Spirits Ghost Stories at the Granary. So all my best scary content all in one place. VIP tickets are sold out. We're going to mm-hmm. do an after show paranormal investigation. I was going to ask, have you done an investigation out there? Not at that place, but being in there, be it, it feels very haunted. Yes. It's very beautiful too, but very haunted. And so yeah. I'll be doing that. And again, I have three books coming out still before the year's over. So thanks for your support if you grab a copy of one of those. But real quick, before we wrap up, Cam, can you dig deep in there and grab a winner out of the bin? I'm going to give a book away to see who our lucky paranormal winner would be oh my gosh he's mixing them up so good oh my god he's so good at it all right, all right. who do we got how many did they have first off they had 22 it's christina raber christina all right hey christina. congratulations pretty, pretty checked every box on this one yeah, what there you go. so i'll get you a signed copy of one of my books afterwards okay christina very good okay right. thank you guys we appreciate you coming out and if you're listening It'd be worth checking out the video just so you can see the pictures. Right? Right. Right. Very good. All right. That's it. Thanks, guys. Pat and JT Podcast. A Huda Media Production.